0: Amen, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Hey, what's up? And we are in a unique season, are we not, Kellen? We are. We yeah, are. it is uh, not just coronavirus and not just uh, fires out here in California, if you're out here, we've got wildfires yeah. burning, it seems like, everywhere. Yeah, and uh, something new every day. Yeah, it's crazy. But on top of all that, it's election season. It is. And uh, I think we maybe hinted that we were going to do an episode like this a while back, and, and here it is. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about voting. We're going to tackle that head-on in all of the joys and potential controversy and anger that might come along with that. <laughs> no, we're going to try to avoid that. Yeah. We're going to try to just really focus on... Um, the, the things that hopefully will be helpful for you as, as Christian men thinking about how should we approach, uh, approach voting. Um, one of the controversies that's been floating around are, are people that are getting ballots that have, uh, I mean, how do we put this delicately? Stopped living? Yeah, Stop yeah. living. Yeah. Um, Not breathing anymore? former
1: names. I saw uh, ladies getting ballots with their maiden name on there. And, oh, yeah. And the
0: married name. And so yeah. you're getting multiple. Yeah. yeah, right. And as long as it's the good guy that gets the multiple votes. We're <laughs> exactly. A, no, we're not okay with that. No, there was a, a tweet that I saw this morning, literally right before this, this episode that uh, was a guy that tweeted out and it was a, a tombstone, a, a headstone on a grave that uh-huh. gave the guy's name and his dates. And it said that he died in 2019. And then his epitaph was I voted. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Got which, that in
0: there, yeah. Like the little sticker instead of that, it's it's the epitaph. I voted, yeah. No, but there's controversy surrounding this, isn't right. there? There's a lot. And what are some of the the impacts that we see with people, even impacts that we see with people in the church as a result of this? Yeah, I mean, there's just this divide. Like it's depending
1: on who you vote for. Then there's initially this, uh, like you know, if you say one party that conflicts with the person that you're talking to, there's this instant like, oh. I don't know if I can continue this conversation, right? Uh, and you just feel it, and you feel the tension amongst people. Of now they're sort of segregating like gangs and groups over. You got the you know Republicans over here and Democrats over here, and yeah. you know I can't talk to you until we find out you know who's going to be sitting right. in the sitting in the chair after November third, and who knows what's going to happen then? Do you even come back and start talking again? But it's, right. it's just weird that. You know that, uh, in the midst of everything else going on in the world, is like that's the divide right, right now.
0: Right, right. You just mentioned gangs, and all I started to think about is the blue and the red, the Bloods and the Crips. Yeah, I mean it's right there. I'm, I'm trying to think of Donald Trump throwing up the, the, the some, gang, signs, gang and signs and Joe Biden throwing them up on the other end. We should probably not think about it too much. <laughs> yeah, but, probably not. Brother. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're right. It's it's that it's that animosity, and even for Christians, if you're not getting into conflict right now, you may be afraid. You right. may be anxious about what this election is going to bring and what the outcome is going to be. And, you know, some of you may be even going, I'm just going to stay off the news completely because all right. it does is make me fearful and make me anxious and I'm worried about it. And ultimately, guys, we know that we can't change the outcome of what's going to happen come election day. We, we can't change it. Uh, But we can participate. Yes. Um, We can be a part of what God has allowed us to be a part of, and that is exercising our right to go and vote. And so Kellen and I just want to give you quick four um, guidelines, principles to help you think about how... Uh, you should vote when you go to vote this year. And maybe some of you already have. And uh, hopefully as you reflect back on the decision that you made while you're listening to this, uh, it can be an encouragement to you that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I I voted. And uh, if not, maybe you can think about next time making some of these these changes and adjusting the the approach to how you you go into the the voting booth or in California where everybody gets a mail-in ballot, how you drop it off in the mailbox.
1: However many Um, you have.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Exactly, yeah three, four five, seventeen, yeah, um. But even, even still, these principles are going to be helpful for you even after the, the election is over. Even after this is done, these things that we're going to talk about need to con- continue on because the election is going to happen, it's going to be done, and then the fallout is going to come. Right. And these are principles that we're going to talk about that we need to remember no matter the outcome, whether it's a, a victory for your guy or a defeat for your guy, you know, these are things that we need to keep in, in mind. So what's the first one, Kellen, that we want to encourage guys to do? So vote as a Christian. And when we talk about voting as a Christian, it's, it's understanding your biblical
1: principles and and being able to think through that and uh, pray about that and make a decision uh, based on that and not make a decision based on what you feel like people are, are, are forcing you to do or what everybody else is around you, uh, what they're doing. and you know, thinking about Romans 14, at the end of that, Paul says that we, we each will have to give an account to God or themselves all right, or ourselves. And so, you know, on that day, even something is who we voted for. Uh, if we haven't done our diligence of, of praying about it and understanding how this is going to support us from uh, a biblical standpoint, and we just went and checked the box just because it felt good to us, then you know, we're going to have to, you know, answer to God on that. And we want, to, you want to be able to answer to God on that day of judgment to say, you know, I voted for, because of these reasons, and they were based on biblical principles, not based on what my neighbor did or what my family kind of coerced me into voting for. But I studied the word and I understood that this was going to help me uh, follow Christ more and make that decision based on that. So yeah, Romans 14, 12 is a specific verse and. Uh, so that so then each of us will have to give an account to God himself and understanding that that should be sort of the the
0: the beginning, the foundation of our decision. Right. Right. In second Corinthians five seventeen, even when Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, right? Well, that new creation, if you go back to John chapter three with Nicodemus, that's mm-hmm. being born again, you're a, you're totally new. Yeah. And every part of your person, every part of your identity, every part of your being, every part of your thought process is governed by your new identity in Christ, which means certainly as you're thinking about going in and casting that vote, then as best we can. And now we know they're, There are no sinless candidates. There are no sinless parties. There are no, you know, this is 100% Christian, this is 100% not Christian. But yet at the same time, I think we can let our biblical principles guide us towards what we feel like is the, the right choice to make according to... Scripture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where where God, God's word is going to be upheld and defended the most, where the church is going to be protected the most, where Christians are going to be given the most freedoms to continue to go and be evangelists mm-hmm. and to be witness. Guys, this isn't about being comfortable. This is about continuing to be able to be put in a position where we can see the gospel go forward uh, from our churches, from our pulpits, in our neighborhoods, and so forth and so on. Yeah. So yeah, you're not going to find a perfectly Christian. Party or candidate that doesn't exist. Right, Jesus Christ is not on the ballot box. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Although there are t- a ton of yard signs that say Jesus 2020. Right. right? I mean, only if we could. But. Yeah, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, but the the reality is, guys. Still, even though there's no perfect Christian candidate or Christian party, there are uh, there are values. There are. Um, priorities that are put out there by the the candidates and you can look at those and evaluate them and say, okay, is this in line with scripture or is this not in line with scripture? Mm-hmm. And vote according to your conscience on that. And yeah. your conscience should be informed by biblical principles. Right. For sure. Yeah. How about this next one though? Vote as a neighbor. Kellen, what are we talking about when we're ta- encouraging guys to vote as a neighbor? Yeah. So understanding that
1: our role as Christians, just being here is we have a responsibility um, as, as God's children to protect the people that are around us, protect our neighbors, protect our family, protect our community, uh, and by doing that, being able to vote in a in a manner that's going to protect those people that are around us. So keeping that top of mind is like, how is my vote going to protect those that are around me that may not even know Christ, but because we know that God shows favor on His children, that they're going to experience that common grace that right. that we get to have as as children of God, but they're going to experience that as well based on our votes. Um, So understanding that piece of it is, yeah, we play a part in being responsible for them as well, whether
0: they know it or not, right? Yeah, God uses the church, man, to uh, to restrain evil in society as a, a common grace that He extends to people. Um, you know, and and that's that's something that as we vote along the the biblical principles and the biblical convictions that we have, as we vote as Christians, we're voting as neighbors because we really do truly believe that this is uh, what is is morally right according to the scriptures is what's good, not just for us as believers, but for. Uh, our neighbors for the people across the street from us that um that don't have the the same convictions that we do that have a different candidate in their right. yard sign than we do. And that's the other thing too, right? As as we're voting as a neighbor, how do I love my neighbor across the street mm-hmm. who's flying a different color than I'm flying on my my yard? Yeah. What do we do there? I mean, we got to remember these are relationships that are going to extend past November 3rd. Right. Right? And so as we vote, we need to to be Gracious with one another, gracious with those who disagree with us. Mm-hmm. Um, right in in uh, Ephesians six, we've got the the armor of God. Yeah, and what does Paul say there, Kellen? What does he say? Our battle is not against what? Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Yeah. Right, but against the 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 powers that are at work in this world. Right. So your neighbor across the street who's voting against everything that you stand for and believe in, y'all, your battle is not against that person. Mm -hmm. Um, That person needs Christ, maybe. That person needs a relationship with Jesus. And if we allow our political yard signs to become our banner instead of the gospel, then we are losing that opportunity to to love them well as we need to love them and just to treat them with civility, which is what we should be doing just with one another as it is. Yeah. And it's crazy the way it's dividing us.
1: It is. And we talked about that on a couple episodes ago, is being able to just back out of these conversations or these debates that we get in around politics and put the focus back on Christ. In Colossians, we talk about it a lot, set our minds on things that are above, right? Seek God and the people that we're talking to, the people that we're having these conversations about whatever political party that you fall on, they need to understand that at the end of the day, God's sovereign and whoever he has in his will to be our next president is going to be our next president. Right. But at the end of the day, he's the one that's on the throne. He's yeah. the ultimate authority. And yeah. they 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 need to hear that in our conversations. You right. know, Biden, Trump, whatever it is, just say like, hey, I just want to put a pause and let you know that ultimately God's in control. He's on the throne. And so his will is going to be done. And that's where, that's really where my vote is. But with choosing between the two of these, here's, here's where I'm landing based on, again, biblical principles, what we talked
0: about. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that leads us to our next point, not just vote as a Christian or vote as a neighbor, but vote as an evangelist. Uh, Vote as an evangelist. In other words, what we're talking about here is don't let your political position cost you evangelistic opportunities. Um, Go in, vote for who you're going to vote for mail in your ballot for who you're going to vote for and then entrust it to the Lord and focus on what your mission is. Your mission yeah. is not to go out and make more Republicans. <laughs> your mission is not to go out and make more Democrats. Right. Your mission is not to go out and make more independents. Your yeah. mission is not to No. What is your mission? Your mission is to go out and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Period. And that's the mission we need to be on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and sometimes guys, we evangelize more for our political party than we do for Christ. Yeah. And that is to our shame. Honestly, yeah. it just is. It's to our shame that we are more willing to sit down and try to convince somebody that the way that we vote is better than the way that they vote rather than to sit down and try to convince somebody that they're on a path to hell. And unless they bow the knee to Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior, they're they're in for a, a future eternity in under the wrath of God. And, and we love them enough to try to convince them that Jesus Christ is the answer for them. Right? Yeah.
1: And I think about it, just to, just Think about right now the amount of time that people spend studying a candidate or watching the news and seeing a debate and, and really analyzing a debate. And, you know, what? come what, no, end of November, the debates and all that stuff, it's not going to matter. Right. It's over. It's over. And so just think if we spent the same amount of time and I think we're all uh, we all can take this on our own advice myself included is if we spent that same amount of time studying and analyzing and watching and listening to these political parties in the scripture something that matters we'd all be in a much better place and we'd all understand again that that God's on the throne at the end of the day and we've seen throughout biblical history that you know there's been a lot of bad leaders there's been a lot of Bad people that are in charge, and at the end of the day, God gets His way, and He's going to get His way. And the same thing is going to happen here. It doesn't matter who who sits in the Oval Office; is God's in control? And and getting back to the evangelism piece of it is is even having that conversation of asking people questions of you know why why are you choosing a specific candidate and um, you know just bringing up your your study and your research of biblical principles and, and using that for the argument or for the debate, whatever you want to call it, and let that turn into an evangelism conversation um, as opposed to getting all up
0: in arms about two imperfect people. Right. Right. A great example of this, guys, and obviously it wasn't voting in that context, but... When Paul's in in jail in Philippians, right, when he's writing the the letter to the Philippian church, Mm -hmm. and he's writing to the people going, hey, I want you to to know that my imprisonment has worked out for the cause of the gospel because I'm sharing Christ with my my jailers. I'm sharing Christ with the the imperial guard, with Caesar's guys, and they're coming to faith in Christ, right? And you think about that, and if there was ever an enemy of Israel at that time, it was Rome. Right. And here you have the guys that are not just Roman Roman centurions and Roman guards and Roman you know, prison attendants, but they're the ones that are in charge of Paul, that are keeping Paul in jail. And Paul's sitting there not angry at them because they're part of Rome and not part of Israel. Paul's sitting there not angry at them because they're imposing on his rights. Yeah. Paul's yes. sitting there going, hey, can I tell you about Jesus? Yeah man what, that's that's how we need to be and we that's gotta, how we need to we be we got to remember they
1: they probably weren't treating him nice it's not like you know right. they brought Paul to jail and he got you know served on a silver platter like you, right. you think about being in prison like he's not being treated nicely, but yet he's still all about the gospel. Yeah. And he's telling the Philippians, like, hey, don't worry about me. Yeah. Be thankful. Just be praying for me, because
0: I'm sharing the gospel here. Right. (laughs) right. How much more should we? To live as Christ, to die as game? Right. And and there's no political election season exception clause to that. No. To live as Christ, except if somebody disagrees with you politically.
1: Except in 2020. That's the only year. Then live for
0: your flesh. (laughs) Live for your own anger and your own personal sense of indignation. Yeah, we won't find that. No, to live as Christ, to die is game. Finally, guys, not just vote as a Christian, vote as a neighbor, vote as an evangelist, but also finally, guys, vote as a citizen of heaven. Mm-hmm. And we've alluded to this a couple times, but we know the one who is on the ultimate throne, the king of kings and lord of lords, as he's called in Revelation chapter 19. And he is ultimately going to come back and he's going to come back for his church, yep. and he's going to come back for his bride. And then after that, after the 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 time of, of tribulation, those seven-year period at the end, he's coming back as the king. Mm. And he's going to set up the millennial kingdom. And he's going to reign here on earth, and then that's the the dawn, basically of of eternity. At that point in time, uh, you know, Satan will be ultimately, finally defeated, and then here comes the new heavens and new earth, and we are in the presence of God, and God is the one on the throne. Well, man, he's still on the throne right now, yeah. and just like Daniel talked about, he's the one that puts kings in place and takes kings out. Right. He's the one that puts presidents in place and removes presidents. He's the one that installs Supreme Court justices and removes Supreme Court justices. Yep. It's God. And so we need to vote as a citizen, not just of, of this country, but a citizen ultimately, more importantly, more importantly, we need to vote as citizens of heaven. Yeah. And no matter who wins, whether it's our guy or the other guy, God is the one that's still on the throne. Yep. And that's where our confidence needs to be for sure.
1: Yeah, This is this is all temporary. And this is not our home, and so we're passing through as pilgrims, and uh, we need to to continue to look at life that way as we're here. But ultimately, our home is in heaven, uh, where, yeah, like you said, Christ will reside on the throne as king forever. There won't be any four year stints, and won't be any revoting or you know, talking about impeachment or anything. That's it, right? But until that time. Um, we as Christians need to do what we need to do and think biblically and make our decisions based on that and know that God is in ultimate control. But uh, yeah, we're passing through. Um, everybody that's in the chair uh, from here on out as president is, is temporary. Uh, and God's on the ultimate throne, and we need to have hope and confidence in that and, and go out and, and be
0: bold about sharing that truth with people. Right. And that's, you know, we, we started talking about at the beginning of this episode, some of the tension, anxiety, fear that can come. Man, this is where peace comes. Mm is as we remember that. We remember that God's not going to wake up on the morning of November 4th and say, wait a minute, what happened? How did that guy win? <laughs> He's, it's, it's done yeah. in his mind. And not only him, but if the Lord waits to come back, it's it's the next president after him, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And I I mean, men, think about it. The Lord has in place the president of your great, 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 great grandchildren. He knows if he doesn't come back first, who will be in the Oval Office in the year two thousand ninety-five. You know, he he knows all of that, and so men, we can trust him. We can vote, and and then just say, okay, God we've voted and now the the results are in your hands and we trust you. Mm. And what a great thing to be able to hold on to as Christian men. So men, those are our, our encouragements to you. Vote as a Christian, vote as a neighbor, vote as an evangelist, and ultimately, again, vote as a citizen of heaven And uh, we do pray for you, men. We pray for you after these episodes are done recording and we will do so today and we'll continue to pray for you uh, during this time, during this season that you will vote uh, as ultimately as representatives of Jesus Christ, as ambassadors of Christ.